Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I want to tell you about my next guest coming up at 9.30. This is going to be a great one. Craig Carlson is calling in. He's the owner of Breakfast in America, the restaurant chain, and we're going to talk about his memoir, Living the American Dream in France, Pancakes in Paris. Let me tell you a little bit about this. This is a fantastic read. Craig Carlson was the last person anyone would expect to open an American diner in Paris. He came from humble beginnings in a working-class town in Connecticut. He'd never worked in a restaurant and didn't know anything about starting a brand-new business. From his first visit to Paris, Craig knew he had found the city of his dreams. But one thing was still missing, the good old American breakfast he loved so much. Pancakes in Paris is the story of Craig tackling the impossible, from raising the money to fund his dream, to tackling down international, excuse me, to tracking down international suppliers for exotic American ingredients, and even finding love along the way. His diner, Breakfast in America, is now a renowned tourist destination. And the story of how it came to be is just as delicious and satisfying as the classic breakfast that tops its menu. So at 9.30, Craig Carlson is going to be calling in to talk about this great memoir he's written, Pancakes in Paris. Let's listen to one more song, and then we'll uh, play a PSA and bring Craig on. Uh, This is another Jeff Healy song, Uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Well, I look at you See the love there that's sleeping While my guitar gently weeps Standing by to join us is author Craig Carlson. Good morning. Good morning. I'm a little scrambled this morning. <laughs> Must be the eclipse, my brother. Oh, yeah, good morning. How are you? Bonjour. Bonjour. Hey. I know you're calling in from Paris. That's wonderful. How's the signal? Can you hear us? Okay. Can oh, you hear me okay? Perfect. Perfect. So before, oh, great, we get in, before we get into all the details of what you're doing now, tell me, how did you end up in Paris? Ah, the very first time I ended up in Paris, I, was, uh, I studied abroad. I, was, I went to the University of Connecticut, and I did the junior year abroad program. And I came over here to learn language. I ended up uh, living with a French family uh, in Normandy. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just fell in love with the country right away. And the language and the culture and especially the food. Now, <laughs> I, I just, you know. Yeah. What's really interesting is uh, you didn't go on to tackle something that's fairly easy. I mean, starting a restaurant and starting a restaurant in Paris. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I never had my own business. I never had uh, any really restaurant restaurant experience. And then to decide to do the riskiest business of all in the culinary capital of the world, you know, Paris, right. uh, it was quite the task, yeah. Now, at some point, obviously, you found yourself going through a major twist and turn and major funk, as I would call. The theme of my show is Get the Funk Out. So how, ah, did, you, yes. how did you stay so positive? Wow, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's very interesting because, um, you know, a little backstory. Um, I went to USC film school, so I have a Southern California background. Um, and when I go, that's what I consider home now back in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was pursuing a film, and, uh, film career, and uh, I had hit pretty much the funk, the lowest point in my life. Right. And uh, what happened is I ended up getting, uh, kind of the last minute, uh, you know, some things that happened in my life that were pretty bad. 
And I ended up this last minute getting a job over in Paris because I spoke French on a TV show. Mm-hmm. And I think what, what really kept my optimism is that sort of thing that things can change in a day. You know, what a difference a day makes, right? Yes. You just sort of have to hold on to faith that, you know, it just seems so low right now, but then it can all change. And that's literally what happened to me. You know, I was uh, $64,000 in student loan debt. My career was going nowhere. I was mm-hmm. in my mid-30s. And, uh, and then my, my father passed away. I called up a friend to talk to him. Yes. And he said, that's so funny. You should call me. I just turned down a job in Paris. Maybe it would interest you. And just like that, the next day I was on a plane and my whole life changed after that. It's was, it was pretty amazing. I mean, sometimes yeah. you feel like you're just hanging on by your fingertips, you know, and you just oh. things change on a dime, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and that's how it's been with this whole journey with the restaurant as well. You know, just when I reached my lowest low, I just, okay, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to come through. Um, I, I think I got some of that uh, stubbornness from the Polish side of my family, which was never give up. You just keep working, working, working. And a little bit of the optimism from my mom as well. I've just, you know, a little bit uh, Pollyannish, if you will. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's going to work out. It'll work out. By the way, yeah. Greg, uh, I am from Connecticut. I grew up in Connecticut and New York. And I remember the diners and the feeling you get when you walk in a diner. And the food. Oh. Right? Yes. Obviously, you know. Absolutely. Now, that, that I'm, uh, you captured it perfectly because I think that's what makes us different over here than any other restaurant that's American-themed is, is the diner feeling, you know, the feeling of a neighborhood place where you walk in, everybody knows you. Yes. Um, it's got that ambience where you just feel comfortable and you sit next to people from all different walks of life, right? Yes. And in this particular case, having a diner in Paris, you have people from all over the world. I mean, right now in August, it's pretty much the peak tourist season, and you'll have someone from Argentina sitting next to someone from, you know, Paris, another person from Chicago, someone else from, you know, anywhere, just all over the world. Or perhaps And Harvey, they all feel comfortable together. I was going to say, or perhaps Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yes, Harvey Weinstein. He walked in right after we first opened. It was so funny. Oh, my god! And uh, he goes, oh, this reminds me of a place in uh, New Jersey that I used to go to as a dine, you know, when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. he asked if I did egg creams. And I didn't even know what an egg cream was, believe it or not, even growing up in Connecticut. I, oh, no. You know, so I had to look it. I had to look it up, and I said, "Well, well, I don't, I don't have egg creams, but will a root beer do?" And he's like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must have been in a sweat. I would have been. I'd been like, "Oh my gosh, what's an egg cream? How can I whip this up?" But it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's Harvey, you know, because I was in the film business, so I knew who he was. You know, I of recognized course. him. <laughs> so I, like, I like oh how you, I like how you wrote, and then I got a seventeen-euro tip from Monsieur Pulp Fiction himself. <laughs> exactly. Yes. 17 euros. I'll never forget it. So, and, uh, and, and as you mentioned earlier, the food. The food is, is, is so crucial. And uh, just that American comfort food, you know. Yes, yes. Uh, the breakfast and all you can drink coffee, which is non-existent here in, in Paris, you know. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. So and, uh, how, did you, how did this all come about? Because you obviously needed some backers and... You know, uh, you had the strong belief in yourself, but how did how did you form a team to get make this work? Yeah, well, um, the, the, the biggest, the hardest part. Okay, so I had the idea uh, after I had worked on a TV show. I went back to LA, and my friends took me to a place called the Pantry downtown. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the breakfast, you know, I ordered my breakfast. I was like, Oh my god, the one thing I missed in Paris. So that's when the idea just struck me. And I was like, okay, now what do I do next? And so the first thing I did is I put a business plan together, realized I had to raise about $100,000. Wow. 
Um, as I said earlier, I have sixty-four thousand dollars in student loan debt. My credit cards were all maxed out. You know, how was I going to do that? And so um, I went to a bunch of mixers and tried to find investors. And at the time, it was still high tech. You know, everybody wanted to invest in the internet and things like this. But eventually, through most of my contacts at USC. Uh, from film school, little by little, I ended up having about 30 investors. They all invested from 1000 to 10000 And before you know it, I had the seed money. Mm-hmm. And that was just the beginning. I had to come over here. I had to get a bank loan. I had to find a location. I had to find suppliers. I had to learn French labor laws, which are, oh, <laughs> oh I can't unbelievably complicated. Sure. And, uh, yeah, and then... Uh, and then find you know get the recipes down and all the challenges culturally you know what's my portion sizes be you know uh, the French don't like mixing savory and sweet what do I do about that you know and mm-hmm. they don't like things spicy they uh, you know many many challenges like that and then one day somebody walks in and says uh, hamburger <laughs> exactly right. well in the beginning I just wanted to do breakfast and. Um, my French customers were the ones that kept saying, because I knew we had an image in, in France, because having lived there, I knew that the French were always like, oh, you know, all you know how to do Americans is hamburgers. You know, mm-hmm. to them, that's all they thought we could do, you know. And I wanted to show them there was another side, breakfast and this kind of thing. But ironically, it was the French customers that kept saying, when are you going to do a, a real hamburger? Or as they would say, a vrai hamburger, not McDonald's. And right. it was because of them that I introduced the burgers. And um, just this week, actually, um, we were ch- chosen as in, on the top ten list of all burgers in France, really? which it's a pretty big deal because yes. I just read in the article that 75% of French restaurants now serve burgers. When I first opened my place, I would say maybe 10%, 5% serve burgers, is that. Look what you did. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. How does this? How does this all make you feel? You know, after knowing how long it took you to do this and what you had to go through. Well, yeah, that's an interesting question because when you're in the grind and you're doing the work, you know, um, yeah, I I make a joke in the book where you know I'm I'm like a I get so tired sometimes I'm like a zombie picking up French fries off the floor. I have to repeat to myself, I'm living my dream. I'm living my dream. (laughs) You know, you have to remind yourself. But I think in writing the book. You know, Pancakes in Paris, I really realized the journey I had taken. Um, I sort of connected these dots. Of, you know, when, when you look back on your life and you think of things were coincidence or, you know, how did this happen? And you see that everything kind of fits. Right. So like you said earlier, even if you feel like your life's on hold and it doesn't make any sense, you know, I studied film, what am I doing now? Right. And, but they all, all comes together and eventually you, need, you are where you need to be, you know? Yes, yes. And uh, so I think the satisfaction... From doing it, I think the human connection. You know, even today we had our regular customers come in. You're allowed to have dogs in French in restaurants in France. And oh, that's nice. Lola is this little dog who comes in, who's the star of the restaurant. Everybody knows her. You know, Aww. it's just it's it's this kind of feeling of being in the neighborhood. And and just recently, a customer from Italy who visited when we first opened in 2003 came back again. Uh, you know, 15, 14 years later, oh, and said, you know, I've been thinking about this place. I remembered it when I came that time ago, you know. And uh, it's that kind of connection, I think, is I the most it. satisfying. So tell me, uh, we mm. can wrap up in a few minutes, but okay, tell me about yeah. your menu. Tell me about the kind of things you offer. Uh, yeah, so we just came up with a new menu because of this whole burger craze that's in France right now. We really wanted to emphasize the breakfast, mm-hmm. you know. So right now we have all kinds of breakfast. So you know, every classic, you know, eggs and bacon and sausage and home fries and uh, that kind of thing. 
but um, we also have a breakfast burrito, which is the only place in all of Paris that has that. Wow. We have uh, pancakes, of course, we're known for mm-hmm. with all different kinds. Our French toast is made with brioche bread, which is uh, really, really popular with French people, even though the, the French version is made with like a stale baguette. And uh, it's basically lost bread, it's called in French. And um, it's how you, how you, uh, you know, re, re, don't let it waste, you know, don't let that sure. bread waste. Yes. So this is very different. And one of our number one sellers is called the CC's Big Mess, kind of named after me. <laughs> and uh, it's this breakfast scramble that has everything in it. Um, you know, it's got uh, just, just you know, of course, eggs, peppers, onions, uh, ham, sausage, bacon, cheddar cheese, which was a little difficult for me to find here, uh, garlic, potatoes, everything. It has everything. And, yeah, and this new thing we added onto the menu, which has become a big hit, is the lumberjack breakfast. Which is pretty much uh, pretty much a bit of everything as well, because the French sometimes like to try everything, mm-hmm. but they don't eat as much as Americans. So this plate is almost like a sample plate; it has a bit of everything on it. That makes sense. And then the yeah, and then the rest is burgers, lots of burgers, wraps, um, you know, chili with chili con carne. But we have to make sure it's not too spicy because the French don't like spicy. Okay. But we have different kinds of hot sauce for our American customers, so they can add it in Tabasco and that kind of thing. And desserts, Amazing. carrot cake and apple pie and pecan pie and, and brownies and cookies and sundaes and all those things. Our milkshakes are hugely popular. Okay, thanks. Now I'm really uh, hungry. Uh, thanks. Thanks so much, Craig. Yeah, I'm starving exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> right before lunch, I wanted to get you hungry. Yeah, I'm just going to eat my apple. Don't worry about me. <laughs> oh. oh so, That's um, funny. Somebody just asked me yesterday, what can, you know, what can I get an American? What can I get healthy here? You know, I said, you're in a diner. Right. They're getting healthy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, she's like, you're right. I, I can have whatever I want. And she exactly. <laughs> take, a, take a vacation from the diet. So, so yes. where can people find out more about you? Because I put everything on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. I know there's uh, breakfastinamerica.com and pancakesinparis.com. Is there anywhere else? Um, yeah, I think if you check out our Facebook uh, at Pancakes in Paris, as well as Instagram, you can see, uh, you can read about the top 10 list of all burgers it's in french but you know you can use google translate (laughs) and um yeah those are the two main things pancakes and paris wonderful so i i hope to meet you sometime i would be wonderful i've never been to paris but i would love to go i'm a little rusty on my high school french but i think i could uh brush up a little and get on a plane (laughs) oh yes yeah yeah you have to come over i mean right right now um the tourism is back again it's booming uh it's it's really been great fantastic yeah, you need to come over. You spend most of your time in yeah. Paris, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I go back. Yeah, more than 80% of my time is here. That's what I thought. I go yeah. back about two or three times a year. I went back last year for a great book tour up the West Coast mm-hmm. and on the East Coast as well. And um, I'll be continuing it uh, later in the, um, in, in the end of the winter and beginning of spring. Fantastic. Some more legs of the book tour, which you can follow on. Uh, my Instagram and Facebook. Fantastic. Craig, thank you so much for calling in. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, and I hope to meet you sometime. Yes, I hope you come to Paris soon. I would love that. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.
That was author Craig Carlson. He's the owner of Breakfast in America, the restaurant chain in Paris. He called in from Paris today to chat with us. The book is Living the American Dream in France, Pancakes in Paris, and all the info and the podcast will be up on my show blog in an hour after I wrap. We're going to get ready for my next guest who's going to call us, call in probably any minute now. Mitch Horowitz is going to talk about The Path to Personal Power by Napoleon Hill. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Oh, 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 oh,